Welcome to Dharma If You Dare. I'm Christopher Lawley, Planet Dharma team member and producer of the podcast. In today's talk, Doug Capel Duncan and Catherine Poisseret Sensei go over four secrets that make up a core part of how we orient ourselves in the world. Drawing on material from their best selling book, Wasteland to Pureland, Sensei and Capel explain each secret, how they operate in our lives, and what possibilities open up when we integrate them into our conscious awareness. Looking to engage with cutting-edge 21st century Dharma in a way that's right for you? Each year, Planet Dharma offers a variety of programs and retreats to catalyze awakening for spiritual seekers. In 2022, Planet Dharma will be offering a variety of in-person and online retreats of various lengths. This will be complemented by online courses and Enlighten Up Dharma Talks. There is also a Dharma trip being planned for the fall, pending pandemic travel restriction reductions. To learn more about these events and to see the diversity of material being offered, visit planetdharma.com 2022. And now here's today's recording. Okay, so we came up with four big secrets that we keep secret in collective. But we're only telling about the first one, right? But we're only telling you one because the other three are secret. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) At least right now. Okay, so the secrets that we all hold in common. The first one is that the ego is always alone. That's just the nature of the ego. How many are surprised by that statement? Yeah. The ego never acknowledges that it is absolutely totally alone while it's going around talking to people. You go, I'm not alone. I'm talking to Kara. Kara and I are talking. We're having a nice time. I'm not alone. Yes, you are. The ego is always alone by definition. Nobody can get in there. You are alone in there. But if we accepted the fact that we are totally and absolutely alone in there, we wouldn't get into fights and problems and difficulties with people because it wouldn't be worth it. Or if we did it, we would do it out of compassion. Because you can't undo their aloneness. I can't get into Dave's ego. Well, (laughs) (laughs) never mind. Let's say I can't get into Dave's ego and mess with the pieces. Only Dave can do that, right? Only Dave can change. Even if he was a slave, I can't reach him. Only he can reach himself. You mean he was a slave and you were the master? Yes. Only he can reach himself. Right? No matter what I do or what don't do or say or don't say or beat him or whatever, right? The nevertheless is he is autonomous unto his own inner sense of his self. Right? No matter what. Right. And that self, remember, that sense of ego is how big? Relative to the iceberg? 10%. So that means the ego is always terrified of the other 90% of its being because it's hidden. It's unconscious. Therefore, the alone ego is a little little bit of thing tit, hitting on top of the iceberg, all lonely, going, fuck! But we hide it. We just skip right over it, and we have ego parties. Yeah, we spend a lot of time trying to hide that. Yeah, ego parties, right? Lots of popular music. Yeah, dedicated music. To- I love you. I love you. I really, really Or Or really describing the anguish of being alone. We expend a tremendous amount of energy trying to cover this up, trying to hide this truth from ourselves. But we have a resolution. 
the resolution is that the transcendental treats aloneness as a benefit. A boon, a bliss, a paradise. If each of us is alone, we're all alone together. Because the transcendental doesn't live in the ego. The transcendental lives in the whole self. It is a very contented iceberg. It is not an isolated tip. Therefore, aloneness, from the point of view of the transcendental, there is no such thing as alone because the ego feels separate where the iceberg feels the water. The ocean. Something like that. Maybe not the best metaphor. All the rest of the ice. Right. So this reveals uh, peace, bliss, spaciousness, clarity, and then the world's fascinating and joyful. We might be alone, but we don't feel lonely which is kind of the opposite of the ego. So there's another big uh, secret we keep from ourselves, which is the self is an illusion. There is no such thing as uh, Dean. We can put a label on Dean and call him Dean, but you can't go find a Dean anywhere. There's no such thing that makes a Dave a Dave. Just a bunch of programs, just a bunch of thoughts and feelings and sensations thrown into a bowl and stirred around. And Dave goes, well, but I have to, I am me. I got to be me. There's no such thing. It's just ingredients. We write about this at some great length and with much humor, I like to think, in Wasteland to Pure Land. So if you'd like to explore that topic further, one of our favorites, the self is a compost heap. The self is a compost heap. And remember, an illusion doesn't mean it exists. It just doesn't exist the way we think it does. So all the things that we get tight about about ourselves, all our states that we get uptight about, these are like storylines. It's plot lines. But when we're having them, we don't see them that way, do we? We don't say, oh, I'm having, I'm pretending to have an anger state. But we are. We're just making it up. Sorry. I'm pretending to feel overwhelmed. You know, you never say that. I'm pretending to, I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> Taking on the appearance no, of being just overwhelmed. pretending to be overwhelmed. Taking on the appearance of being overwhelmed. That means that when you get married, you're marrying an illusion and you're an illusion. And an illusion is marrying an illusion. So don't take marriage seriously. You want to do it, do it. Fine. Go ahead. But it's a joke. Doesn't mean anything, right? What means something is how you feel inside your being and how you communicate that to others. That's the important part. The whole organization of how the self puts itself together with other selves are stories. They're made up. So just recognize that. What's the other one? So the third secret that we all love is I'm getting old and I'm going to die. Not a big surprise to anyone, right? Right, not rocket science. How what do you mean this is a secret? How can this be a secret? I know I'm going to die. But on any given moment of time, you know one good way to know that you don't think you're going to die? One good way that you're denying that you're going to die. You're living this moment on geared down, Turn down, volume down, energy down, worry down, problem down, yada, 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 right? If you knew you were going to die right there, you would be wide awake That's true, right here. It? That's really true. So it's a secret, even though it's in plain sight. And if you don't have a living will yet, we really highly recommend it. <laughs> Please get a living will. Because nowadays you end up in the hospital oh, and they just no. do whatever they do. No, don't do so it. Don't make do your it. wishes clear. Please. 
and then relieve your loved ones of, of right. having to make those decisions. Yeah, yeah. And okay. if you can, another just drop... reason we sort of deny the fact that we're going to die. Yes. Right? And if you can't, just drop dead real fast. Yeah. <laughs> work, work for that. That's right. Yeah. We pray to go quick. Okay. And our last one. We're addicted to what's being called nowadays limbic capitalism. It's capitalism designed to keep your limbic brain in a fight or flight modality as much as possible. Yeah. Shop or drop mentality. Addiction by design. That's the society we're living in. They're creating addictions for you by design. They're designing the addictions so that you'll get addicted to them. And one of the unintended consequences is something called anomie. You see this a lot on um, maybe social media. The definition's a state or condition of individuals or society characterized by a breakdown or absence of social norms and values. So what is the social norm and value by which we live? What would you say the overarching social norm that we sort of live by? If I like it, I'll do it. If I don't like it, I won't. How do you decide what you like and what you don't like? You don't. It's been decided for you. Limbic capitalism. What you'd like has been sold to you and you don't know it. What you don't like has been sold to you and sold to you and you don't like and you don't know it. This is limbic capitalism. Addiction by design in order to keep the system turning it out. We'll post a link about that on the Your Pureland Forum so you can learn more about limbic capitalism. And how can we be free of limbic capitalism? Ah, how can we be free of limbic capitalism? We have to see that it's happening when it's happening. Where does that desire come from? Why that desire? And do you question the desire that you have or do you just go chase it? Are you just following the road you're being led down? Or do you step back and say, hold it, hold it, hold it. This is a manufactured desire. This is a manufactured idea of what is valuable, what's necessary, what I need, where I want to go, what I want to do. Do I have present awareness? And am I in a blissful, clear, present, spacious frame of mind? If not, don't move until you are. And you'll break free. It's nothing wrong with any of the products particularly. There's nothing wrong with, with any of the things being sold particularly. The problem is, is that you're being possessed by it. That's the issue. So meditation, 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 meditation. Yeah, what, meditation. A, what a really kind of fortuitous thing that the whole spiritual path also frees us from yeah. big capitalism. Yep. And, and a go, liberation from all sorts of stuff, yeah. all sorts of not nice stuff. Yeah. And we go back to the root problem. The desire is not the problem. The unreal expectation about what desire can fulfill is the problem. That's right. Desire itself is passion for life. It's jivatindriya. But focusing that jivatindriya, that life force, onto an object that you transpose outside of yourself that's going to do it is the beginning of insanity. So you've got to pull it back home. Bring the energy back home. You don't need anything and you don't need anybody. You're now in a position to enjoy everything and communicate with everybody. That's right. So liberate Ooh, oneself from suffering, help others get liberated from suffering, practice diligently, 
support open, others to practice diligently and open those secret doors open those secret doors enter the secret garden through the secret door we hope you enjoyed this episode please rate and review dharma if you dare on your favorite podcast app to help more people find and benefit from these teachings and don't forget to subscribe to get episodes and bonus content sent directly to your device Today's episode covers ideas that Capel and Sensei explore in detail in their best-selling book, Wasteland to Pure Land. If you'd like to explore these ideas further, you can visit the Planet Dharma website to receive a free copy of the chapter entitled, Protecting Against Hurt is What Hurts. Podcast listeners can download this free chapter of the book by visiting planetdharma.com slash purelandchapter. See you next time, and may all our efforts benefit all beings.